Hi, and welcome to Work Smarter, Not Harder, a podcast produced by Darshana Inc. Today, we're going to interview Lena Bachmeyer. She's aka Positron.eth in Web3 to talk about the technical recruitment process at tech companies in the Web3 sector. So welcome, everybody. Thank you so much, Positron, for being here with us. Um, I would love to start the space uh, today um, with a note of gratitude. And thank you, everybody who is joining us and making the time to listen to what we have to share with you right now. So saying that, um, I would love to know who you are How did you start? Where do you currently work? Uh, if you could share a little bit about yourself, please. Yeah. So I, I started out as a recruiter and people ops manager, HR in Web2, specifically for software um, startups. That, that's my focus. And I, I worked with a wonderful startup that actually focused on, on ag tech. Um, and I, it was lovely working with them and I joined very early and, and helped them scale and they're currently actually about to IPO what they, they just did, which has been exciting, very exciting to see, even though I'm no longer directly on the team. Um, so that, that, that's been wonderful. I think the, I kind of got into web three or into crypto, I think almost a little bit the wrong way around. I learned about the technology and The, the overall goals of what we're trying to achieve in this space. And I started investing, but it's not until after that, that I actually started listening much more to podcasts and learning more about different individual groups in this space and what we're trying to achieve in more detail. And that's how I realized how much of my personal values and, and goals actually align with this space, which has been amazing. Um, So that just, I think, kind of ignited and sparked my journey down the rabbit hole. Um, so yeah, that's that's how I ended up and then joining Set Protocol, which also has been lovely. Again, joining um, quite early and getting ha getting to have that impact on on the recruitment and also with you, lovely people, helping more people get into this space. It's just been amazing. Oh, thank you so much for saying that. You're so kind. I also um, agree with you. I think Web3 culture is uh, such an open-minded uh, space that is really a privilege, I consider, to be here. It's um, really, really nice to be working in technology and innovation and blockchain. What is Set Protocol? I want you to share with the audience yes. before we start to dive into the conversation. Absolutely. So we are, I think the best way to describe us is that we are a distributed but super passionate product-oriented team. And our obsession is to transform DeFi and make it more simple, accessible, um, and also secure. And I think everybody there, I think the security part of it, I don't need to explain. Um, but essentially, we um, create um, 
structured products, structured sets. And I think that can be a, a quite scary terms, but maybe you're familiar with index coop or index co-op, or for example, the bankless bed index. So essentially um, baskets, um, token baskets that make it easier to, to invest. And I do have an analogy that perhaps is a little bit out there, but I think it makes it easier for people who perhaps aren't very necessarily into this space. Um, so imagine you go to McDonald's and you buy a burger, uh, a cheeseburger specifically, let's do that. And you give them perhaps a dollar or whatever the US price for it is. And you get the exact same thing every time. You get the same bun, you get the same meat, Hopefully you're choosing to have pickles, but at the end of the day, whenever you go in there, you get the exact same thing for the money that you give. Um, and that that makes it easy because if I would have to go to the store, what if I end up with a rye bread instead of a brioche bun? You know what I mean? I have to put a lot more care into the way that I distribute the different parts of my burger and um, indices like the the bank list or index co-op and what they offer makes it much easier because whenever you invest, you get the same distribution every time. And in my case, I don't have to think as much about, am I going to get robbed? Is my distribution off? Um, and the fun thing is also any anybody can actually create a set. So when Positron set is what I'm wondering. <laughs> I love that. Uh, I don't want to take your analogy too far. But if we could put set protocol in Web2 space, um, when we talk about investment, would it be like an index fund, for example? Yes, you could compare it to that. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Amazing. Thank you so much for clarifying that. Now I can like um, share that analogy as well uh, with the rest of our, of the community. But <laughs> going, <laughs> we'll talk about McDonald's later. Uh, going back to the interview, um, I would love for you to walk us through the technical recruitment process at this Web3 company. Mm. Oh, they can look very, very different. I just want to put that out there. So if you have a different experience, I would be very happy to hear about it because um, Web3 companies, organizations can be very different. Um, some of them can be quite similar to Web2, but with a twist. Um, and then some of them are very, very Web3 native. And the Web3 native ones, sometimes they're also a little bit smaller and that affects also how long your process is and who you're going to be talking to. So for example, with the smaller ones, you might end up talking to one of the founders right away, for example, um, and that, that can be very exciting. Um, but for SEP, for example, um, we have me, so I do get to think about what our process looks like quite a bit and hopefully make it as easy and as nice as possible for the applicant to go through because I think overall um, recruitment, I've never heard anybody say yes, I very much want to have be or be through interviews all day and that can be, it can be a very awful process quite honestly, um, but we try to make it as good as possible. So when you apply, um, it depends on how you apply, but if you apply, for example, via our website, you actually have this great applicant tracking system that automatically saves your application. And that's that's amazing because then you won't get lost. Um, and then I look through every single application because um, I know some people have an understanding of that an ATS 
It's a little bit more of a magical system than it is. Um, it doesn't screen things automatically in the way that some people think it does. So every application is still taken a look at um, by, by a human uh, with a lot of care. Um, if we then think that you could be a great fit, then we move on to what we call a, a vibe check or a cultural interview. And I think that one is very important for both parties because even if you are through, go through a quite extensive interview process, it's relatively little time to determine, do I want to be with, this pe with these people for the bigger part of my day every day for the foreseeable future? So we want to make sure that both parties feel that the way that we work aligns and that the kind of culture that we have is comfortable um, for, for both people. That's really important. And therefore, I very much encourage anybody to have that very early on to not essentially waste anybody's time. Um, and then if, if both are comfortable to, to move on, we have a technically focused part of the interview. And, and there it really depends on what you apply for. Um, if you apply for a engineering or developer position, um, you will be meeting with somebody that you potentially will be working, working quite closely with. Um, and you will actually do a little bit of um, solving some problems together. And I think that's very nice, um, not only for us to understand the thought process of how you approach problems, but also what is it like to actually hands-on work with one of us. Um, and there as well, I in general encourage anybody to try to involve as many people in from your team in the recruitment process, just to make sure that everybody gets exposure to the potential new team member and the new team member can learn as much about the team as possible. Um, then we do have a, a take home or like a, a homework or a take home assignment, many different words for it, where we have a little kind of, um, but essentially a task where we want to, again, learn about how you, how you solve problems and also understand, for example, let's say I have a front-end developer and I really want them to be good at React, um, then we could specifically look for how good you are at React in that one. Um, and then after that, we, being getting the chance to actually walk through your assignment, I think is very important because again, it's about learning how much, uh, learning about your, your thought process. That's, I guess, the, the core of what, a, what an interview does because even if somebody doesn't fulfill all the criteria, that doesn't make them not relevant for a position, right? We, we all need to learn. Um, and then, of course, if there is a hard requirement, then that one needs to be fulfilled. But overall, we, we want to see in what way we can best match you with the team. And that's sort of the one of the last in encounters that you would have with the team, because after that, it's more of a evaluating and comparing um, with other candidates and, and seeing if we are able to extend an offer or not. And then, of course, we will be talking about the offer and and things like that. But um, the uh, talking about the assignment is the, the biggest last step or something. Got it. Amazing. So I can actually see a little bit the difference between a Web 2 um, recruitment process and a Web 3 recruitment process. I know it's different for 
every organization and every company. However, in Web3, there's a lot of uh, like proof of work instead of experience um, or instead of uh, where did you study, right? So we are not looking uh, towards that anymore. We're looking at your skills and how do you think, how do you develop in a team, how you are as a person. And I I think I like it better <laughs> than, than in Web2. Um, but thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I'll make sure also to uh, share those tips to our community in Discord, um, especially when you talk about like getting homework or like tasks. Um, yeah, so they need to also like, if when they apply, they need to know, okay, what are the languages that I need to be proficient at, right, in develop, developers? Um, what are the roles that are you currently hi hiring? Because I know that protocol is hiring right now. So what are the currently roles you're looking for? So currently we have one role out and that is for a content and social media manager. Um, the focus there is quite, um, quite dual. So it's, it's both content and social media related. So um, being able to create or simplify technical content, I think for this role would be quite important. Yeah. Great, great. We have a lot of community managers and content creators in the community. I'm so excited to share with them this position and send them to you for, <laughs> for them to interview. Um, yes, great. Um, so when you, for example, look at these candidates, what is exactly what you uh, look for? Like, is it skills, uh, team, team development? What is like the key ingredient that you look for in a person? Um, oh, that's a very good question. I think overall for any position, hard requirements is something that I look out for um, quite early on. And those are unfortunately things that are less negotiable. So if the person, just because it's a part of our tech stack and a person would be expected to, for example, be very proficient in TypeScript, then that is something that I would be looking for directly. Um, or for example, if there's a time zone constraint, and that's also something that I look for quite early. And of course, as with anything, there's nuances. So if you're not exactly in the time zone, but you're close enough by, then definitely we, we could make exceptions to that. Um, like I said, or like like you mentioned as well, I completely agree. Some things um, I think should be taken with a bucket of salt, and that's, for example, education or anything that might be included that isn't directly relevant for the role, because you should only be a be judged or assessed by the things that are relevant. So if you've had a previous career or if you had an education that isn't perhaps screams community manager, then that shouldn't matter. So things like that, I, I take a look at and obviously it's very lovely to have that shared, but it's not something that I um, that I include in my assessment, if so to say. Great. And may I ask you, are these roles currently remote or do you have to be located um, 
do you have to go to an office, to a building, something like that? They're, they're remote, but for the content one, we, we have an office and anybody's welcome to be there, though people prefer to, to work remote most of the time. Um, the time zones are essentially stretched across all of uh, North and South America. Um, and then with that said, if you're very close by, um, then that can still be okay, but it is difficult um, to collaborate too far long distance. And, and that's, the, that's the reason why we have the, the time zone constraints from our side. Of course, I completely understand that. Like um, I actually was reading the other day an article where most recruiters are just um, hiring up upon like um, work hours, like if time zones, I'm sorry. And <laughs> sadly, it's like that. It's not um, about look like it's about location, but it's since you're working remotely, the only thing that you need to be um, like making sure of is that they are in your same time zone, so you can attend the the meetings of the of the of the group or of the company. Um, do you have to be an American citizen to to work at SET, or could you be? from um i don't know another uh, residency oh you could be another residency oh sure. amazing cool <laughs> i love that uh we have people in our community from all over the world but i'm just gonna make sure before they apply they have the same time zone that as you and that's it um so what are the three things you would recommend to talent to prepare themselves before an interview um, knowing quite a bit about the team you're applying to. Um, and I would almost put that one, not perhaps the most important one, but really important. And that is, I think, because for a lot of the teams in Web3, they're so mission-based and they're so 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 passionate and project-based. And having somebody that really aligns with that, I think, um, is almost essential. And I think that can be quite valuable for the applicant as well, because at the end of the day, like I mentioned before, you, you're going to spend so much time with a project and everybody should be very happy and fulfilled and, and love where they work. Um, and I think that's something that this space looks at quite a bit. Again, this depends on how big the team is. For early team members, or if you're um, talking to a founder, I think I, I would recommend um, looking into that. Um, the second thing that I would look at, and this might actually be worth to look at before the, the technical interview, and that, those are those hard requirements that I mentioned, because I think um, we have a tendency as, as a whole, as recruiters, as hiring managers, as people, to describe the position in lengths, like very many points, half of them are perhaps not super relevant for the position or you can definitely be without. And, and then knowing exactly which are the hard criteria can be very difficult to tell. So I would definitely take the time to perhaps ask which those hard requirements are. Also to have that transparency, I think is very important that even if you don't have a hard requirement, for example, Mentioning that, but then being able to show that you're currently learning or that you're very eager to learn, I think can definitely be a very positive thing. Um, and then the third one. 
Hmm. I would almost say one thing, and this might go a little bit against. Don't worry too much. Interviews, they're not a natural process. They're very, very difficult. You should prepare overall um, as much as you need to be comfortable. But at the same time, I just want to put it out there. Some answers you can tell are very pre-prepared. And that's natural because, of course, you should prepare. But as a recruiter, I feel that gives me quite little because I want to learn who you are and who you are authentically. And obviously, this goes both ways. You should then be accepted for who you are and the passions that you have and what brings you to this space and be accepted for that. Um, but yeah, being being transparent, I think, is very important in this process. For sure, that's what the that's exactly what I was going to say. Your re, recom, second recommendation and the third one are linked because being transparent transparent is also being authentic. And authenticity. I'm sorry because of my accent. I'm butchering all the English words. However, no. <laughs> I hope you understand me. Being yeah. be, having that quality gives you a sense of who the person really is and how they are going to react um, in front of a problem. So having the um, transparency and the uh, originality and authentic, authenticity to be honest, to be genuine um, for any, not, a, not only in the recruitment process, but for any interview any conversation you have, it's going to level you up. It's going to give you extra points because people can see through BS to keep it um, and <laughs> PG-13. Uh, so I appreciate you so much for share, sharing those three tips. Um, I think they're essential for any, any human being under any circumstance, but especially under a job interview. Um, one of my last questions, and this is probably a little bit outdated, is LinkedIn still a thing? Like people use it, recruiters use it. Oh, oh yeah, we do. And I, I've, I've been seeing, I've been seeing posts um, on Twitter that are, do, should we take down LinkedIn? Probably. Honestly, half of the recruiter functions work really well. Um, but unfortunately enough of us still use it so that we are continue to using it quite a bit and I actually do have it that people can fill in their LinkedIn when they apply to us and maybe that's not very web three of me but there's still a lot of inf important information on there and even if a lot of information is in your resume LinkedIn tends to be a little bit more filled out and I like to triangulate my data so basically look at all the possible different things that a candidate gives me to verify or you know underpin that yes they are really passionate and I know that because they recently shared one of their um, for example um, blog articles on LinkedIn and there I was able to take a part in their learning journey for example things like that are super super helpful when you look at a candidate and LinkedIn currently still offers that But with that said, I'm, I, I'm ready to let go LinkedIn when the rest of us are. <laughs> We're not ready yet. We are definitely not ready to let go of LinkedIn. <laughs> LinkedIn is making a major comeback. Um, 
you know how everything circles back. Mm-hmm. Most people thought Twitter was dead. Most people think thought uh, LinkedIn was dead. Now I'm saying, no, these are the Web 2 tools that we're using in Web 3 to bridge, <laughs> to bridge the talent, right? To build yeah. community. Yeah, so exactly. I, 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 exactly. I uh, recommend every day to everybody that reach out to us, like, make sure you are putting keywords in LinkedIn mm-hmm. because recru- recruiters are constantly there. Uh, they are messaging. You put Web3 and immediately you're having like a lot of uh, Web3 open source recruiters trying to uh, have an interview with you. So even if you're in marketing or in the development area, in the technical area, uh, create a LinkedIn profile and put all of your certificates, put all of your knowledge, skills, Web3 skills. It's like a um, the best thing you could do right now. So yes, thank you so much, Positron. Honestly, you've been great. Uh, thank you so much for sharing this and for giving us the opportunity to uh, level up our community. Uh, we are, for all of you in this space right now, we are doing a one, one-on-one interview with Positron. She's going to help you um, in any aspect you want. It's a, I believe it's a 20-minute interview where... If you want to update your resume, you can have a look at the resume with her and she's going to help you. Or if you want to prepare for an interview or even if you want to update your LinkedIn, um, I think she would be a great mentor to have right now in the Web3 space. Um, I would love Positron to to make sure they follow you if you have a Medium page or where, where can the audience follow you uh, I'm currently just on Twitter I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> it's okay no problem I'm gonna make sure to link um, or pin a tweet here in the space so people can go and follow you and subscribe to our interview that's the the pin to our um form so you can sign up there and have an interview one-on-one with her and i would love to open the space if anybody has a question uh if anybody would like to ask her a question about the recruitment process or about set protocol we're opening the space to anyone right now and as well uh positron if you would like to say or ask me anything i would be more than happy to to answer you. Okay, so, well, if nobody has a question, I think uh, we can say goodbye and thank you everybody so much for coming. We're gonna record the space, save it, and then we're gonna post a little uh, summary about everything that we talked today. Thank you so much for joining again. Uh, you've been great and have a nice and great rest of your day thank you so much for having me and I genuinely look forward to everybody that I get to meet whether or not we're revamping that resume or just hopefully having a good one-on-one interview session I really look forward thank you Lena for coming into the space and sharing your knowledge to our community